You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. I want to read from John chapter 9, the 16th verse, the last portion of that again. How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. And I want you to picture now in your mind this story. It's the story of a man that was born blind that needed a touch from God to receive the miracle he needed. And Jesus and his disciples are traveling and journeying from village to village and town to town. And they come across this man who was blind, the Bible says, from his birth. And as Jesus passed by in that first verse, the Bible says he saw the man with his eyes. Jesus can see. How many believe he can see you and he can see me? And his disciples, they see the same man, but they ask him, say, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I want you to listen to me tonight because I believe that this is a very critical hour that we're living in. And the first thing that I see in this story that leads me to know that I, as a minister, need more of God is that here are disciples that work with Jesus and are traveling with Jesus, but when they are met with a need, instead of meeting the need as they've already been anointed to heal the sick and to cast out devils, if you read in Matthew's gospel, Jesus had already called unto himself the twelve, and the Bible says he commanded them, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and he said that they were to preach the gospel because freely they had received it. Now he said, go out and freely give it. They were already commissioned to meet needs. But immediately the first thing that I see is this. These disciples that followed Jesus, they fall back into tradition. And instead of having a vision to help the blind man, they have the religious questions that the Jews had developed in their theology among the Pharisees. And that was this, that if there was something wrong in your life, many of the religious leaders taught in Jewish tradition, it was because of sin in your life, and it was God punishing you or chastening you to help you to be free from that sin. Now that was the teaching that had developed in Jesus' day. And so the disciples, they're with Jesus, but they still have that old religious spirit in their spirit. How do I know it? In another place, when they see a man healing the sick and casting out devils, they said, Jesus, let's forbid him because he's not one of us. And Jesus said, forbid him not. 
And he said, if uh, he that is uh, with us or for us, uh, that means he's not against us. So let him do what he's doing. He's doing it in my name and in my Father's name. And so there was that constant tension between the old and the new, a religious system as opposed to the reality of God's spirit and anointing. Now, I don't care who you are. Everybody will battle that same tension and conflict in your spirit. There is a force that tries to get you to settle down and to become comfortable. I call it a comfort zone where we don't push in like we need to and we don't press in like the woman with the hem of Jesus' garment in her fingertips. She pressed in to get that touch. She pressed in to have that hold on his garment. There is something more than just the everyday circumstance that governs us. There has to be the driving force and the vision of the miraculous if we are to be used of God. And the truth is most church people could care less if God ever uses them until it's their turn to get a miracle. Until their back's up against the wall. Until they need the touch. But until that time, you're going to find that most people are just going along for the ride. They don't care whether or not that they have the touch of God or the anointing. They say, well, what's that preacher get so worked up for? After all, it's only church. And there's that attitude. And what you're going to find is that the devil has an insidious way that he creeps into the lives of people and it starts with their believing. And so in this first part of John chapter 9, I like to use this terminology in the battle for the supernatural. It is a vision versus a belief system. Now, a belief system, by that I mean this, what we believe is not necessarily what God wants us to believe. And the only way we're going to know the difference is to find out what Jesus says and what Jesus does and allow the life of Christ to govern our actions and our thinking. And the only way we're going to find out what Jesus thinks and what he will do is to study the life of Christ until that Christ-like life gets in our spirit so that we live and we breathe and we have our very being in the presence of Almighty God. And there are certain basic lessons that if we get away from them, we will not have that touch. Number one, prayer. Prayer is your lifeline to God. When you pray, you bring the atmosphere of heaven into your spirit. And prayer is a basic lifeline support system. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint. I believe God wants the church to get back to prayer like never before. And if we don't have that life of prayer, then what happens is those questions and those doubts begin to assail our minds and attack us because we're not living in the atmosphere of the miraculous, but now we've come over to the realm of reason 
season where doubt can begin to entertain our minds. The mind literally is the battlefield. And prayer helps us to put on the mind of Christ. When you pray, how many times have you started praying? And in your praying, suddenly something changes. And you find yourself praying like you weren't praying before. That's the mind of Christ coming on you. That's the work of the Spirit. And so Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. The second basic lifeline of support in this contrast of the supernatural and vision versus a belief system is the reading of God's Word. I'm talking about basics. It's time to get back to the basics. I'm not just talking about pulling a promise out of a box and reading it and say, that's my scripture for today. I'm talking about opening that Bible up and feasting on the Word of God, meditating on that Word, reading that Word, getting God's Word in your heart. The Old Testament writer said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee, O God, my strength and my Redeemer. To have that Word in you, it keeps you from sin, it keeps you from believing wrong, and it keeps you from being destroyed by the devil's power that is at work and is opposed to every child of God. I have said this before, but it bears repeating. I think some folks in the church believe that the devil has called a truce, but there is no truce on. You are engaged in a warfare. Brother Michael, you were in an automobile accident. He's sitting here tonight. They had to perform 13 surgeries on his legs, and they installed those metal rods so that he could not walk and had uh, no freedom of his limbs in a perfect fashion. But when he did walk, it was with pain and restriction. But he came up here the other night because he heard something that changed his believing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Stand up, son, so they know who I'm talking about. When all of a sudden the power of God came on him, and he took off running around this church, he got back there to those double doors, and he started jumping like he was Michael Jordan. I mean, he was jumping. And he came back and testified. He said, this is the first time since 1990, uh, was it one uh, or 93, that I've been able to move my legs with freedom and have no pain. Now you see, your reason doesn't do that, because if you could, you'd already thought yourself into it. It's not mind power, it's Holy Ghost power. And God touched him and quickened him and set him free. And he received it when he got a vision from hearing the Word of God. If you believe that, clap your hands with him and rejoice. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. 
If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.